0: Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. We are roughly about a, you know, a week and a bit away from Christmas. So if this is the last episode you listened to beforehand, um, I do wish you, myself and the team at VW Physique, everyone at Give It The Beans. Um, I don't know why I say that, because that's just me. At Give It The Beans, that's just me. <laughs> but yeah, now from, from everyone at VW Physique, um, we, we wish you a, a Merry Christmas. Hope it's a day filled with a lot of laughs, joy, um, and love. And... Um, Happy New Year for when the time comes. And the topic of today's podcast was something that I I really, you know, part of me was kind of looking back and thinking, why the fuck have I not done this before? Um, Mostly for all you guys, but then also just as a resource tool for clients, because I had the same conversation with clients, like literally almost word for word, the same conversation, and um, with two clients in one week, and it was all about uh, progressions and how to approach it, how they approach it, and um, versus what what I would do. That you know they maybe perhaps were were hitting sort of sticking points with strength, um, and after a chat a few weeks later, um, are are hitting massive PBs, and part of me thought, right, well, if if the clients I work with are at times when they come on board not approaching sets how I want them to, then it's no doubt that there are a lot of people out there that are doing the same. Now, of course, you can approach a set or progression, sorry, however the fuck you want, but if we're thinking about um, following a progressive overload, overload model, um, then we do need to be a bit strategic in, in what we do. So I think you know the whole concept of progressive overload um, is a sort of kind of well common knowledge within the bodybuilding industry that, you know, we know that you need to get stronger over over time. And although there's different many like methods of training in today's industry that try and put their own sort of spin on it, it's largely accepted that you have to get stronger uh, to gain your muscle mass. Um, But one thing I see is that although people can like, they generally understand this concept, how they go about it based on the conversations that I've been having is, is, is kind of maybe far from optimal um, or you could call it ineffective. Um, can maybe lead to them hitting plateaus, maybe perhaps causing some injuries or even uh, even work a completely different muscle than the one they're trying to hit or work it very minimally because the move becomes a bit, a bit more momentum or, or whatnot. So. I guess we we should maybe take it back to basics for someone that's maybe like, tuned in that, that maybe doesn't know what progressive overload is. Um, in its simplest terms, we have to like to increase muscle size. You you must be conting like you must continually make your muscles work harder, right? So effectively, it's increasing the load that the muscles are exposed to over time when you're training, and this can be done in in a few ways, of course, and you're probably already aware of them. I'm just just recapping, um, but that can be done by increasing the weight in the bar um, and performing the, the same reps as you were in the week week before. This could also be simply increasing the rep range with the same load that's on the bar. Um, or one th- one of the, the main ones that's really overlooked that I'm going to really hammer home this podcast is increasing muscle fiber recruitment at the same reps and the same load. And I think this is often overlooked. Um, and this is why people will tend to say they've hit plateaus and not not give themselves time and some patience um, but all, all all that together um, you'll hear me speak about something called total accumulated load and to, to put that into context if you were to let's just use a, a, you know, a basic example if you were to multiply the reps that you do by the weight that you lift that'll give you a, a number a total a number for the load going through that muscle for that set now Let's say you did, I don't know, you're on the leg press um, or you know, you're know you doing a bench press and you're doing 100 kilos. Let's say you do 8 reps. So 100 times 8 is 800 kilos. That's fairly self-explanatory, right? Now, for the most part, we do a minimum of 2, maybe 3 sets on stuff. So what you would do is you would, you'd work out the number for the second set as well. You'd add them together and there you have what we'd call total accumulated load. Now, I was trying to have a think before this podcast about how to word this. Now, rather than like add set one, set two, and it can get quite confusing. I'm just gonna stick with the one example of one set to give you an understanding of what I mean um, to make it a simplistic simplistic term. So what we're looking for is that total accumulated load, we're looking for that number to go up over time. So for those of you that are thinking that it's all about how much weight you can lift one set, like I'm really sorry, but you're wrong listen to that back once, twice, three, four times. Um, it's about the total accumulated load that's going through the tissue. Um and you 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 know you, you can work out the total accumulated load for every single specific tissue that you that you're working, you know, the total load for your glutes, hammies, your quads, etc etc. And as long as those numbers are going up, you're growing and how how does the body do that, you might ask? Um, as you are increasing this sort of total accumulated load over time, um, load going to the tissue, um, effectively increasing demands on the body to produce like energy for against a force. Uh, the body sees what you're doing as a direct threat to survival, thus adapts accordingly. Um, and that ad- adaptation comes in the form of a bigger and stronger muscle. So some of you are kind of thinking, right, wave on. So this is simple. All, you need, all I need to do is get stronger every single week. Um, I would say no, um, because if, if you don't necessarily go about it in the right way, you're going to hit plateaus a very early on in your training, um, and from the examples I give, you'll find out that it doesn't need to be every single week. So let's start with the the absolute blatant obvious of the three, right? Um, increasing the weight on the bar. It's the concept of progressive rollers is the one that we love, you know, and the one at times we can all get a little bit too excited about. Um, if you follow me for a while, you know, the methods here at VW Physique um, involve training to failure. Now, this means that if we give a designated target rep range, you, you know, you shouldn't be able to physically do one more. Or if you did, you maybe need a bit of an assistance, a bit of a spot. Um, or if you were on your own, you physically probably wouldn't get that rep. Um, I feel most people, when they're new to the industry or they start coaching, really struggle to train at this level. And... Um, And I think that a lot of the change they see in their physique in those first few months comes from simply just adapting a a, like a like a harder training intensity, like um, from from having coaching. So let's stick with the same example uh, of how you would you know if we follow this progressive overload model, the first one the weight in the bar. So week one, you've done 100 kilos uh, times eight. Let's say your target rep range is six to eight. Right, and, and we know that you're trained to failure. So you've done eight reps and you physically, you know, you couldn't go for one more. If you did, it'd be 50-50 where you got it. Now, the next jump up would be adding a 1.25 kilo either side. If you're training at true failure, that's all you should be able to manage, unless you're on gear and you've just upped it. You maybe be able to do a little bit more, but even then, as like an assisted male, those are the progressions I will go up in. 1.25 kilos, I don't care if it's a you know, a bicep curl or a, a hack squat, that's the increment I'm going up in. Um, if you're if you're sitting there and you're, you're kind of listening going, fucking hell, I'm able to add like five, 10 kilos to, to my lifts each week. Here's something, food for thought. You're not training hard enough. Or where you think your failure point is, you have so much more to go. So let's say you know week one, you did 100 kilos for eight. And before your session, you you write out your logbook and you write down the target. You must do that. This is one thing that came up in those conversations with clients that they just weren't doing. They were kind of adopting this attitude of, I'll just see what I get. When I'm like, bollocks to that, right? If you have a number in your head, you'll more than likely often go in and get that number. So for me, I would go in and my target would be 102.5, and I'd go for a minimum six. Now I'll fucking get six. If I get seven, great. But I'm 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 saying the minimum I'm getting six, so I already know what I'm kind of going for. So let's say you go in, you put on 102.5, um, and you only do seven. Now, for those of you that don't that don't have quick math, I've already worked out for you. That would give you seven hundred and seventeen point five kilos. Now you're thinking whoa, Vaughn, but total accumulated load is down. The week before you did 800, now you're doing 717.5. And you'd be correct at thinking so. However, here's a twist. If we're training at true failure, sometimes we must accept this slight backward step. So one step back to take two steps forward. Now, this is simply because you've maybe never exposed that muscle to this weight before so it's not maybe not yet strong enough to do the exact same amount of reps you did the week before at a lighter weight however 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 you do not need to worry this is where the week after your focus solely switches to then increasing reps at the same load right the second model second part of progressive overload so We've done week one, we got 800 kilos, right? Because we did 100 kilos times eight reps. Week two, 102.5 times seven, gave us 17.5, uh, sorry, 717.5. Now, let's say we go into week three. You know your numbers, and you know what you need to beat. So before the session, you write out your log book. You look back at the previous week. You saw that you got seven, so your minimum target to beat is seven, right? You must You must go in and get eight. So you go in with that mentality. And you know, before before I continue, as I said, I can't reiterate and emphasize enough the importance of writing down these targets. Like that has been, it was a game changer. I just assumed my clients were doing that. They weren't and I thought, right, that's that's my fault for not saying like saying that at the start. Um, but them writing down and knowing their targets has been just such a huge game changer for them. Um, so let's say you go in that third week and you get eight reps at 102.5 kilos and it was a good it you know it was eight you know you maybe could have got nine but hey hey oh, you not have a spot so you can go for it but 102.5 times eight gives you a total of 820 so from week one to week three although you had the backward step in total load in week two you've actually you're actually at a, a greater point week three than you were week one. Now, if you continued that process for let's say over a, a five week progression model, say 102.5, you've got eight reps, okay, you go week four, you go right, I must increase, I'm at that sort of target rep range. Again, you go on, you go 105, and you only get six reps. So, you know, that that's only 630 kilos. And you're thinking, whoa Vaughn, in four weeks, that's like the lowest, that's the lowest of the total cumulative load you've, you've ever you've ever had. Because you went 800, 717.5, 820, now 630. What are you, what are you talking about? And I said, right, that's fine. Week five, you go in, you do 105, you get eight reps. You're now at 840 kilos. So, can, can you see what I mean by that you at times have to have that step back because you've exposed the tissue to some, some new load it's not used to? to then the next week or the week after take steps forward. Now just remember that it's not necessarily a a bad thing if um, you increase the weight and you know you get the same reps for a couple of weeks in a row because I'm going to get into that um I'm going to get into that here in the next part of the the podcast. What I just want to reiterate with that example or, or emphasize is is to have patience. You know, We if we could all go in every single week and put more weight on the bar, we would all be walking around fucking massive. But I've been trying to get fucking massive for years and believe me, it doesn't happen. So then that brings me on to the this third part of um, progressive overload that I feel is often the most overlooked, but I would argue um potentially up there with the most important one um I think regardless if you're progressing the weight on the bar or increasing the reps if you're not trying to maximize muscle fiber recruitment during that set you are not growing as as much to, as much as you could if you perhaps feel that the mechanical tension, the focus, the internal thought process, just how how a move feels on the last couple of reps of your set, you maybe feel like form got a little bit sloppy, then you have zero right to increase the weight or go for more reps. What I'll say is, when you do actually increase the weight on the bar, it's completely normal, natural for it to feel fucking heavy and it's completely natural for those last couple to feel a little bit sloppy so therefore what you would do is rather than like look like the following week look back and say i'll write a must go for more reps maybe you've written a little note to yourself that says hold that's what i do right and when i put when i look back and i see the word hold beside a specific weight on my logbook I know that that means keep like do the same amount of reps, the same load, and just make it feel better. Try and recruit more muscle fibers. Try and get a bit more tension in in those last couple of reps because. I mean, again, again, let's give a total layman's uh, layman's uh, terms example. Let's say over the course of the six reps. You know, in, the, in those last couple, maybe in regards to, you know, if 100 was the maximum of muscle fibres you can recruit, let's say in those last couple, because it's so heavy and tempo goes, you only get 60%. Well, the next week then you're like, right, let's fucking get 85%, 90%. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of what I'm trying to say by, by like, have it, make it feel better, contract a bit harder, make sure that you're getting as much sort of tension across that muscle as you possibly can. So, you would look, like when you say the word hold there, like I said, you come back, you just do the same. Now, maybe you've got that idea in your mind of hold and you do it. You do the six reps and you go, fucking you know, hell, there's another one there. If it's there, take it, of course. But don't be frustrated if you need to spend a couple of weeks tidying it up before you that start to then, like, push uh, push, the load up again or push the reps up um, I, I mean, as I said I'd argue that what we're speaking about here is is, is more important than just simply trying to increase the, I mean, should we put them more importance over one or the other? Probably not, they're, they're probably of equal importance but I guess we can't have one without the other over time in our quest to get jacked in our quest to just add muscle we want to do two things And as we want to shift immense loads on the bar, but we want to also move them with immense form or tempo, whatever you want to call it. I think that in its simplicity simplicity is the secret to new tissue. And as I said before, don't be surprised when you're going for an all-time PB. It's never going to feel brilliant. I did the hack squat today um, at the same load as last week, knowing that I was going for an extra rep seven. And from rep three, two or three, my uh, my knee didn't feel great. It, it just really, really didn't. It was um, all, all was the same every time I do the hack. But I, I knew that because I was exp- exposing as I said, you know, the past couple of weeks have been exposing the the tissue, I guess the, the knees as well, um, to, 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 to higher loads. Because a few weeks ago it was maybe, rather seven plates in a 15, it was rather maybe seven plates in a 12.5. Before that it was seven plates in a 10. Because um, there comes a point where you build and you build and you build. Eventually it's, you know, you start to break the body down. Something's going to give and you've got a little bit of, um, you know, for me, a little bit of, Maybe maybe something something going on with the mechanics of how when I bend my knee. Now walking about day to day, that's fine. You start doing a fucking six to eight rep max on a on a hack squat, um, it'll let you know about it. if something's slightly off and the force that's going through that knee is not distributed evenly. Um, so yeah, going through a bit of, going through a bit of um, a bit of a tangent there. But I know that if I like going next week, and I have the sole intent of right, let's hold it. And let's try and go for seven again, seven reps, because I got seven. But let's just let's try and take the emphasis away from the knee. Let's let us let us like sit on the heels a bit more. Let's drive from there. Let's let's and let's contract those quads a bit harder. And let's get it feeling better. That's that's exactly what I'll do. I think sometimes what what people will do, and th- this was again one of the one of the um, one of the things that came up in the conversation I had with my clients. What she said was when she kind of feels that she drops the load back down instantly for her second set um and then the next week it's like a vicious cycle so she'll go in she put a pb in the bar she'll do like you know three or four reps and go on oh no, this <clears throat> this isn't feeling great Rack racket take the load back down you know f- feel, feel a bit more and then the next week go for it again i'm not feeling she felt like she wasn't getting anywhere so what i said was i was like that top set i was like it's never going to feel great it's I mean we want it to, but because we're continuously pushing up and pushing up, it's never gonna feel brilliant. So what she did is she went and she did six, and she went, yeah Vaughn, that was last two were a bit sloppy. The next week she was like, Vaughn did seven and fucking hell. It was only the last one that felt a bit ropey and it wasn't bad at that. The next week she's like, Vaughn fucking smashed. It, it did like it did like nine reps and they all felt they all felt good. I was like, Great, put it up again. And and then the cycle the cycle keeps going what she what she was finding i i find this the same is like the second set starts to feel even better so i, I use my example so i actually do three sets on the hack squat um on our hack squat just because I, I really like it and what i find is that my second set now is above where my top set was a couple of months ago so uh, yeah a couple of months ago so today I did 7 and a 15, 7 plates and then a 15 on either side for the top set, did 7. Middle set, I had 7 plates and a 5 and got 8 reps. Now, as I said, 6, maybe 8 weeks ago, my top set was a 7 and a 5, you know what I mean? So I'm going into that second set more fatigued, after having done the top set, um, going at a higher weight than I was a few weeks ago and, and getting getting the same reps, getting more, having it feel better. I said to my training partner, Chris and that second set felt smooth as shit versus that first set. Um, and it always well. So sometimes you need to just accept top set on there will never feel great. Uh, middle sets or back off sets should probably feel will probably feel bang on after that top set. So I need to reiterate sorry that was a massive yawn. I need to reiterate patience. Earn the right to increase the load on the bar or increase reps. And what I will say is that the stronger you become, the more this is applicable. Like, as you start to then be able to pull five plates off the floor, um, be able to press three plates, squat, you know, say six, seven plates on a hacks, whatever it is, you're just gonna have to be really, really monotonous, meticulous with your progressions and understand that they'll always be little but often. So you look back at that example I gave you and you're like, right, Vaughn, well in five weeks you've only increased um, you've only increased the load on the bar, say, forty kilos. And I'm like, yeah, but there's fifty two weeks in a year. So if we were to divide um, five into or say fifty two weeks divided by five weeks, five week blocks of increases of 40 kilos. Um, that would give us close to an increase of 400 kilos going through the tissue, right? And This is what people don't, don't, they don't, it's not that they don't understand, they just don't know. So they look at, you know, or we'll have a chat and I say, yeah, 1.25 on I an mean, extra rep or maybe, maybe you don't get it in the week after, you get it thereafter. And they go, yeah, is that, is that what you should do? And then when I break it down like that, and they go, holy shit. So what if you could, as I said in a year, um, have that, it's only 40 kilos in five weeks, but again, look at it over the bigger picture, um, at what you can do, increasing it at 400 kilos. In the year that would take it from 800 kilo, total cumulative load, to 1200 kilo. Think of how much bigger that muscle's going to be. If that's going through your chest, how much bigger is that going to be? That's going through your glutes, how much bigger are they going to be? That's the best way I could, could, or my best advice I could give you when it comes to uh, approaching your progressions. So I think I I sort of breezed by um, the first two parts of progressive overload because I feel they are so well understood. But I just wanted to add in my little... um, Oh, my own little twist of them of kind of, you know, okay, it's all right to take that little backward step. You know, you don't need to be frustrated um, by you, you didn't get, you know, you got seven reps instead of eight, you know, give it a week, give it two weeks. If it doesn't feel great, be patient. You know, there's nothing wrong for two weeks just trying to make it feel better. Make the t- Like for me, sometimes I look at the video, I have a hacks one I go, fucking hell, I need to, I need to hold that, I need to go a bit slower. Looking at the second week, fucking hell, that was good, but the last two are still rushing me. Let's hold it again. Next week, right, that was bang on. Let's fucking go for it. Let's put more weight on the bar. And the reason, again, you need to think like that is because bodybuilding's all about the journey. What we're looking to do is, like, we are trying to get stronger continuously with no end date. You know what I mean? So you can't expect to, be, to get stronger every single time you're in the gym. This is why there's been... Different approaches uh, that have been formulated in regards to progressive overload and training. You've got reps and reserve now. You've got people increasing their volume across the week through increasing sets. I did a podcast on that. Um, all these with this, a similar sort of approach of increasing total accumulated load going through the body. Um, whether that be increasing the weight on the bar, increasing the amount of reps you do with the same weight on the bar or as now what I'm going to say is the third one, the most important one, holding on to our bettering, um, sorry, that form, that execution, that tempo at the same reps and the same load. As I said, the, there's other models out there that'll say, oh, but you can increase the sets. You know, you could decrease the rest and say, yeah, you could, but that's not the model um that I preach. That's, that's my methodology. I understand there are different models and I would say that I'm not against them. As I said, I think that some of them are, absolutely genius and it's just it's not for me right now for me what I know I need and what I enjoy right now is going in and and I get a a big kick out of getting that bit stronger uh, over time I was waiting to say each week there but it's not each week is it it's it's every other week when you think about the the example I gave you of um, you know the, the 800 kilos up to the 840 kilos over five weeks and that's how I want you to to approach it so listen guys that is it for me what i will say is um, going into next year you know there was a there's a long time uh, I had guests on at the start of this podcast and then it sort of fell by the wayside getting guests on the busier um, the busier that I effectively got with uh, my own coaching um, so I, I still have the time to record these but um, the hardest part I suppose is uh, the communication back and forth with the guests and sometimes they have to rearrange um, and whatnot. But if you do want any guests on and uh, there hasn't been on in a while, then please do let me know, especially also let me know if there's any topics that you would like covered. Because for as much as I always get to like when I record these and you know, on these days and I go, fuck, what am I gonna speak about today? And I was like, I've covered everything. And I was go, Ah oh, no you've not. Oh, you can speak about that. And then I go, Yeah, yeah, I could um so yeah. As I said, my inbox is always open. Um for any ideas or topics you want covered in 2022, um, please let me know. As I said at the start of this podcast, um, I hope that when the time comes you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, But for right now, I will say that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.